0: Welcome to Hear the Dance, I'm Jared Angle. In his book, 30 Years, Lincoln Kirstein's New York City Ballet, Kirstein, the co-founder of the company with George Balanchine, wrote about the need to present ballets that are successful and grow the audience within an institution that was, quote, frequently chided for its elitism and disdain for the commercial star system. But Balanchine, he wrote, has never played his piano in an ivory tower. He's drummed and thumped it just above sounds from the street, Time and again, he has cannily estimated appetites of the public at a particular moment. Instead of corroborating taste or catering to the already convinced, he has offered pieces ahead of the easiest consumption. In the ballet we are talking about today, Vienna Waltzes, is an example of Balanchine creating a large, popular ballet that sold out in its first four seasons. A sumptuous ballet with lots of costumes and lush, romantic waltz music. And as Anna Kisselgoff wrote in her review of the premiere, is a ballet unlike any other in the City Ballet repertory. And it is beautiful in the most literal sense. At first glance, it is not very deep, yet it is anything but a minor work. I'll be talking about Vienna Waltzes with two ballerinas today who have danced leading roles. Rebecca Krohn was a principal dancer with the company until 2017, and is now a repertory director who is in charge of teaching and coaching Vienna Waltzes, among many other works. Rebecca and I discussed her role in the first waltz, Tales from the Vienna Wood, and the fourth waltz, The Merry Widow. I also talked with Sterling Hiltine, current principal dancer with the company, who has danced the second waltz principal, the Voices of Spring section, and the third waltz principal, the Polka. And Sterling discusses learning the final movements, the iconic Rosenkavalier waltz, which she will dance in her last season with the company.
1: I started in the last waltz, and then I did the core of the first waltz. And then I did the principal, first waltz, and then ended up in the principal of Mary Widow.
0: So let's talk about the f- the first. Let's go chronologically. The first waltz is mm-hmm. Tales from the Vienna Woods, with music by Johann Strauss. And it's kind of your, your typical, like, what you think of when you think of Viennese waltzing, like, New Year's Day on PBS. It's that kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it always feels, like, musically lush and, like, schmaltzy and... And I feel like the dancing reflects that also. It's very full and sweeping, and just very like grand, like you said, like a grand mm. traditional kind of waltz feel.
0: And do do you like the vibe on stage, the costumes, the sort of manners, that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the big pink poofy dress isn't something I would wear every day. Oh, it's not. That's not your style. <laughs> it's not really my 20% style. But true, I think for that character, it's great. I mean, I always felt like. You know, if we were kind of to make up our own narrative of the part that it was this young couple that's, like, in the forest just kind of getting to know each other and, you know, having, like, this beautiful afternoon together. You know, we don't have a lot of pieces that we do with, like, all the sets and sceneries mm-hmm. and the big dresses like that. So it's...
0: There's, yeah. there's um, five trees on stage, which mm-hmm. are... Kind of transparent, so uh-huh. there's two, two in the front, three in the back, which look very pretty. Makes it look like it's in a forest, but also then you have to avoid those five trees yeah, as yeah, you're spinning d- and tree waltzing.
1: choreography. But it, I mean, it's nice because it does kind of set you know a mood that you're in the middle of this kind of forest in the middle of nowhere, um, dancing around the trees, dancing around all the other people. And I, I always really liked the mood of the first waltz. Oh, I think like it's, you dance so much it's in so it, fun. yeah, and. The music, just like the fullness of the music and the dance, you know, like the fullness of the waltzing just goes so well together.
0: You just reminded me before we started taping that you first learned it with me in a sort of not normal circumstance. Yeah, untraditional yeah. circumstances.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I was thinking of um, the process of, you know, how I got into this part, I realized that you were the first one to teach me for a performance we did in the Hamptons.
0: It was it, like a cultivation sort of fundraising event. I think it was in a winery. At Wolfer Winery. And then we had chamber music with members of our orchestra playing. Right. And we did like a sort of pairing dance with the wine. It was
1: great. A rosé to go with that pink dress. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect.
0: <laughs> and so we uh, did a, a bit of this first waltz. At the same time, it was the night, or it was like the afternoon before Hurricane Sandy was about to mm-hmm. hit New York. And I remember
1: that's right, it I remember it was like, odd. we didn't know if we would get home. Yeah, yeah. and we were
0: waltzing around and I like was looking out the windows and the, the grapevines were like, a little more than swaying. <laughs> it was like, yeah. going full blast. But, but then you, we eventually did it together, the, the proper version. Yeah,
1: and the whole thing. But that was a nice introduction, because yeah. I felt like, okay, I've already gotten into this a little bit. Because it's not really, there's kind of moments that aren't so straightforward choreographically. You know, like interesting yeah. like patterns with your partner that I feel like take a little bit of time to. I th- I think feel it's one of the
0: harder um, balancing things to to learn and remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, it seems like it's kind of simple because you're just waltzing, but it's no. super complicated. Yeah.
1: When you're facing backwards, when you're opposite, together, pulling away from each other, moving in different directions, yeah, it is. It's a it felt very complex when I was learning it.
0: Yeah, we were lucky enough to learn it from. And work on it with Karen von Raldingen, who yeah. was the original yeah. first waltz uh, woman. Mm-hmm. And you were quite close with Karen.
1: Yeah, I feel like I was lo- yeah lucky enough to get to work with her a lot, on, um a lot of ballets that were made on her.
0: And she loved this ballet. She, I mean, she loved yeah, dancing. Yeah. She would always dance as much as she could in every rehearsal. <laughs> so I danced. I rehearsed many hours, probably yeah. waltzing with Karen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I would have to ask her if I could try it. <laughs> <laughs> she, it just brought her so much joy. It was so important to her, like how you carried your body in waltzing. You mm-hmm. know, like it's easy to, you know, get with your par- partner and just kind of do a waltz step. But I feel like for her, it was, she really showed like what the posture should be and how you should hold your hands. And I feel like it was very important to her how the neck was held with the head, you mm-hmm. know, things that maybe you wouldn't think of. You know, you'd kind of think of your legs and what direction you're going, you know the importance of, like, the the technique of waltzing, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, and it it was more, sort of less balletic.
1: Naturally, dancers maybe want to let their back go and sway to the side. and move your head a lot. Exactly. And, like, there are times when it almost felt stiff what she wanted, but it's really just, like, creating this um, shape together with Mm -hmm. your partner that's different than, you know, just letting yourself go wherever you want. You know, she really, like, molded the shape of your back, your upper back, mm-hmm. with your partner in your arms.
0: Not only do, do you look good doing it because you have, the, like, mm-hmm. the palm of your head, but mm-hmm. it keeps it having some formality to it because there is a lot of manners in the first waltz. Like, it starts mm-hmm. with the couple walking out together and it kind of sounds like birds or mm-hmm. sort of, like, tweeting mm-hmm. in, in the sunset. And then the gentleman does, like, a nice bow, and then you do a nice curtsy, and then
1: it's very, I mean, it's old-fashioned in that way. Yeah. You know, people didn't get too close too soon.
0: Actually, it starts with, they. it's like you almost get close, and then three other couples come in and inter- interrupt you, yeah. and then you start sort of playing around with the trees and playing yeah. hide-and-seek. Sort of. It just
1: seems like a gathering of... That are out to enjoy like a sunny day in the forest.
0: It's a it's a lot of people on stage. Yeah. And the men are wearing these um, sort of regimental
1: yeah, and little costumes.
0: So they have yeah, they have mustaches. <laughs> that hopefully
1: stay on the whole time.
0: <laughs> and then all of the women have the big poofy Yeah, big pink 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 yeah. dresses.
1: Yeah. And honestly the music kind of tells you. What you should be feeling.
0: The music starts out slow, and it gets bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger. Yeah, and bigger.
1: it builds, it builds, and the movement builds, the choreography builds to match that. I mean, it's just, it's like, like all of Balanchine's work. It's pretty much a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much beyond dancing the music that you need. Yeah.
0: You, you get a, a little dramatic moment when you have your your solo moment with the ladies what happens there <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit
0: because all the ma- gentlemen have left the stage and right you run, you, out run, th- you
1: run that big diagonal and you do and the you little bow. curtsy. and yeah I mean I feel like that's just her coming into her own but then know? then you do
0: these two turns and the gentlemen start coming in of the core and you're just kind of looking around
1: looking for your boyfriend
0: yeah <laughs> it always it always seemed dramatic to me because you a little you, you, bit yeah looking, yeah I mean there's not a little, dramatic, but there's a little, a little bit of
1: that yeah and kind of like chasing each other behind the trees and yeah. looking around the trees I, there is a little bit of storytelling
0: I always liked it because yes. when I did that the principal part in that's I'm watching you're looking and being a little uh-huh. bit where is he coming back yeah does he yeah. still like me? Um, <laughs> but then I get to come out and like save the day on this like really great yeah, music right. where it's like this right. heroic music. Yeah. And then yeah. I always enjoyed that little that little <laughs> moment. We do a little heel click. The Your gentlemen are wearing moment. little, sort of like patent yeah. patent loafers. It's
1: such a funny. I mean, it's like there's not much to relate to like our current life, you know, in that in that movement. And the costuming the manners, and every, yeah the, the, the mannerism so it's actually really fun to kind of get lost in that old formality
0: and i love how it ends too that always felt very
1: how they quietly walk off
0: yeah like it, it builds and builds and builds yeah. and then this the solo couple just waltzes um upstage by themselves as everyone leaves everyone mm-hmm. disappears and you have to waltz this kind of slow-mo off the music yes which is?
1: It's the same in Merry Widow. There's at hard. the end, at the end going off the music. Yeah, it is hard.
0: Yeah, it feels like you're like wearing stilts <laughs> or something. It's like it goes
1: against everything that's been trained into us as dancers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then we quietly exit the stage and pause and look up. There's a light. It's like the moonlight hits our faces. Like you're
1: seeing something in the distance that's drawing you.
0: And you have to yeah. hit, your, yeah. hit your mark and have the moonlight on your face.
1: A little dramatic. I mean, you're right. It, there is some. There is, I would say, a subtle drama in yeah. the first.
0: And also, I feel like yeah, Karen was so. She was such a class act. Yeah. And I think in most ballets, she would always want you to be, sort of, maybe, sometimes less than other people wanted, but wanted more style and more yeah, presentation yeah. of the upper body. And I just picture her. And almost showing anything, but such use of the upper body that was so Yeah, gorgeous. and she, I
1: remember she would tell me a lot, you know, if the choreography on the bottom for the legs and feet was intricate or, or busy in a way, then the upper body should be quiet, you know, mm. to kind of highlight, like, what are we supposed to be seeing? Is it the legs uh-huh. or is it the upper body? So, yeah, she always made a point of saying, you know, like, at this moment, there's a lot going on with the lower half of your body. So the, the top is just quiet. Let mm. them see, you know, what you're doing down there. Like, don't distract. Like we were saying with waltzing, how the dancers you want to move and bend and do all these things, it's hard to quiet one part of your body and not the other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to like separate into two separate uh, feelings, but it, it's a really intelligent way, I think, to approach things.
0: I guess yeah. that's why they, in ballet class they make us do like sharp things in the bottom that are fast or something, and then you have to do like slow mo arms. Yeah, sometimes at the really, same time. really
1: fast rond de jambs with reverse slow arm on top. <laughs>
0: You've also done the principal ballerina role in the fourth movement of Vienna, uh, the Mary Widow section, which you briefly mentioned earlier. That's right. Um, Total mood change from First Waltz?
1: Total mood change, totally different character. I actually kind of feel like it's almost more of a character role to me, or there's more... To me, there's more acting in -hmm. Mary Widow than First Waltz. First Waltz seems very kind of just like natural... And Mary Widow, I feel like you really kind of need to become someone different, a little bit more of a defined character.
0: What was your story, or what story was given to you? Who taught it to you? What, um, what was your like approach to that?
1: Karen also taught that she did. Uh, it was made on Kay Mazzo and Peter Marins, and mm. then Karen shortly after went into Mary Widow. So she's done both first and Mary Widow.
0: Oh, that was her best birthday ever. Remember that story? Oh,
1: in Saratoga,
0: when she was—I think she was turning forty. Well, she was turning something, and she had switched to the Mary Widow role. Mm-hmm. And Kira Nichols was doing That's the right. first waltz. That's right. And then Kira went out and was injured or something,
1: uh-huh.
0: the day of, and there was a. She, it was impossible to teach the first waltz because it's so complicated. Karen so, got right in there. So Karen got oh. to do first waltz and Mary Widow, yes. and she was like it was the best birthday ever. She loved ever.
1: telling that story and I can just see her being so thrilled. Wow. Yeah, she would have done yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it's so that. great. But I always felt like that part is very self-assured, very wealthy. i um, like this this wealthy, confident woman and she doesn't need anyone. Mm-hmm. But there's someone that, you know, she finds interesting that she chooses to spend her time with Mm -hmm. in this dance. That's kind of how I approached it.
0: It uses Franz Lehar music. I don't know if it's from the operetta Mary Widow or it was added to some version of Mary Widow, this particular piece. I've never seen the Mary Widow and I just looked up what the story was. And in the story, she's a wealthy widow that the government of whatever small principality she's living in is trying to get her to marry someone that lives in that principality, hmm. so that her money stays in this poor oh, principality. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's a story driven by sort of like so wanting to keep to... tax dollars in <laughs> some Balkan principality. It's really funny. How does it start? What is your your entrance?
1: Well, like, there's this big like kind of overture of music, you know, but you don't see anything on stage yet. It's dark.
0: Oh, and it's a great it's and a great it's, set. The yeah, set is changing. Yeah, like these
1: cafe tables come out. There's waiters. And then by the time the lights come up, there's already a whole circle of um, couples on stage ready to start waltzing. So as soon as the lights come up, the music changes, they start waltzing, and then slowly, the gentleman who I always, you know, he's like, looks like an ex-military general or Mm -hmm. something like that, kind of slowly joins the party. You know, he's just kind of looking around, seeing who's there. I always feel like he he doesn't really find any anyone up to snuff. No one looks that interesting for him. So he, you know, kind of strolls right through the circle of waltzing people. At the same time, she, the merry widow, slowly walks in from the back corner, and it's just kind of like this whole mood change. As soon as she comes on stage, it's like a whole different a whole different thing, a whole different environment. He kind of senses her. He. He turns around, like he just feels this presence, like this amazing presence that's just entered. And she's got this big hat and mm-hmm. this feather boa. You know, she's like undoubtedly like
0: Glamour. the most
1: glamorous woman mm-hmm. on the stage at this moment. And
0: everyone is going is going for her. Yes, the, the gentleman of the quarterback of yes, come up and yes, try to she, they, fight over her. That's hand right. As well. Someone
1: tries to kiss her. Someone else comes in. Steals the hand kiss tries to steal the hand kiss, she is not concerned with them at all, you know. And then they see each other, and I think, you know, immediately they recognize something special in each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they slowly kind of get together, and like the first waltz, he bows, a hand is raised, he kisses the hand, and it starts this whole thing.
0: Not only because of the the sets and the costumes, which seem to place it, in my mind, a little later in sort of, Austro-Hungarian history than the first waltz, uh-huh. but also the the waltzing that you that you guys do in that section. It's a little more sort of physical and yeah, it is. is, is yeah, correct? it
1: is. Yes. Um, well, the first passage they do, I always think of Karin because, like, we were speaking of before how like the back is a little bit more erect. I think the very first time they waltz together, it's not so swoopy yet. You mm-hmm. know, it's like two people they don't really know each other yet, so it's like. I don't think she feels comfortable enough to really give in to, mm-hmm. you know, the these big swoons. And, you know, it's a little bit more. They're still figuring each other out. So the first waltz across the front of the stage, I think, is a little bit more formal. You see a little bit of like her natural swoop, and then as it goes on, she kind of gives into it more and more, and it kind of gets more and more loose and s- swaying and free as they go. And I think that's kind of a fun thing, like character-wise, to try and work out, you know, when is the moment when they're comfortable with each other, Mm -hmm. when is the moment when they really like start dancing together and just letting go. then there's this moment where he kind of comes in as if he's going to take her to start waltzing and she just slips right out of his arms. You know, she's mm. kind of like, no, thank you. Not yet. You know, I am not, you know, just playing a little hard to get. Yeah. So they separate, you know, she's surrounded by these men. He's surrounded by all the women. And and then they finally come together and kind of commit to getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then um, kind of mid piece there's a toast where drinks are brought on and that's also a moment that I actually really love because you know, they toast and she gives him her glass to put back on the tray Mm -hmm. and there's this great moment and it's subtle, but I just, I find it's like such a perfect, perfect example of kind of like who this woman is. Mm -hmm. As soon as he takes her glass, he turns around to give it to the waiter with his back turned. She just walks away from him. She doesn't even wait for him Mm. To see, like, where she's going. His back is turned. She kind of looks and she just leaves. It's like she's trusting him to come after her. And she knows well, she, he she will. Know, she knows her. Yeah, she knows. How great she is. Yeah, I just think that's a, kind of like a beautiful little subtle is moment. Is that when you
0: do the, you pick up a dress? Is this a very stylized, yes, sort of yes. very evocative, seductive yeah, moment?
1: Yeah. I haven't counted. Maybe, like, Five different times let's say that she has to pick up the dress the in, train
0: of the long in, in, dress. in an
1: obvious way yeah you know right now like while I'm teaching it I'm trying to talk to the ballerina who's doing it you know and, and tell them you know try and think of all the times you pick it up that they aren't the same you know there's mm-hmm. a different mood even to just picking up your skirt you know the edge of your train it should not be the same every time. Because you're not feeling the same in every moment that you're doing that, you mm-hmm. know. Sometimes it's just light, and you go into a, a swoopy waltz, and sometimes, like you said, when she walks away from him, it's a little darker, a little slower, a little mm-hmm. bit more deliberate. I think it just makes like the texture of the piece so rich when all those little details are yeah. kind of thought about.
0: How does the Merry Widow end?
1: Oh, in this great fast waltz. Oh, it, it ends with so much energy. So. There is a moment of quiet where the music kind of like dies down and we kind of go back to the be- beginning where the gentleman, you know, takes like a respectful bow. She raises her hand. He goes in for the kiss, just like the beginning. But then all of a sudden it's just like the music pops and they go into this pose and it just sets off this series of fast waltzing, fast spinning, and then they pull away from each other and this like kind of very dramatic moment and then they come in the last moment as if they're going to kiss they don't kiss but they come very close <laughs> and, and the lights just go out oh they don't kiss no oh
0: no. but it doesn't yeah. end with it, it's in silhouette
1: yeah they come you're you're like face to face and she's looking up into his face and they're kind of wrapped in each, in each other it's they don't actually kiss but it's i think it's to give the illusion that they come in this, for this passionate moment yeah embrace
0: it's very like ending of like a MGM, old yeah, Hollywood totally, movie. Totally,
1: totally. Yeah. Yeah. S- it's super, great. Super it's a dramatic. wonderful ending. Yeah.
0: Thank you for joining me on, uh, on the podcast and talking about Vienna.
1: It was my pleasure, Jared. Thanks for having me.
0: Old waltz partners.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sterling, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me here, Jared.
0: Uh, we're talking about Vienna waltzes, which you have danced a number of principal parts in as well as about of ballet parts. What was your first um, introduction into being in Vienna?
2: When I was an apprentice, I mean, it's probably still the same now, but our seasons are shorter, but you had to get nine ballets in a season, nine different ballets to become a core member mm. ahead of time you know, before your year was up. It was like an automatic in. And I understudied the second waltz, the core girls in the second waltz. And the girl who I understudied, their, their opposite got injured. So I understudied the one on the other side of the stage. I knew there wasn't an understudy for that individual any longer. So I went into the office and I said, I could turn it around. If you want to put me in, I'll do it. Like put me in coach. Um, And I I knew it was going to be my ninth ballet. And Rosemary looked at me and she knew I thought maybe I would sneak it in. (laughs) But she was like, that would be your ninth ballet. So I just have to ask Peter for permission before I put you in that's and, Rosemary
0: Dunleavy who isn't basically in charge of the court of ballet and teaches everything
2: everything yes and um, and there you can't get anything past her she she knows everything yeah. <laughs> and um, so I got a call or I was told a little later that day you're on so then I said okay gosh now I have to reverse everything <laughs> so now I have so I was a little nervous um, but you got it I got job it, in the, in the and I got Amazing. my ninth ballet. So, oh, that's nice. so it's dear to my heart in that sense, and so it's interesting that it will be one of the last things that I dance in my, you know, of my repertory.
0: Because um, you are uh, retiring from the New York City Ballet stage this December. December
2: yes. Oh, nice. so, So it's special that I,
0: that's part of the season. That's a nice nice circle. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then what was the first principal role you did in Vienna?
2: The first principal role I did was the polka.
0: Which is a wild section that is unlike a lot of most things in our repertory, I think. Can you describe, first of all, can you describe what you guys are wearing and how you come out on stage and greet the audience?
2: Absolutely. We come out and we are in these beautiful corsets with... A lot of frills, uh, very short frills. It's sort of a tutu, but um, not exactly either. It's mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle, of a little skirt and a tutu. And your partners, they have these big curly wigs that, I don't know, it's sort of like Kaniki from Greece or something, you know. Like some <laughs> but even higher on their Elvis yeah. sort of thing. Oh yes, and so. And it adds to the feel of it so much, um, the way we look, because it completely influences how we feel on stage, and especially in conjunction with the the really fun music. Like
0: you're already sort of putting on the costume, you're already assuming some sort of character. It's not just a
2: absolutely normal
0: sort of absolutely. What's what's the mood of the of the dance of this of this polka?
2: Fun. I always just felt like I was at a I guess a party. I like, don't know. It's mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing you're particularly stressed out about, technically um, speaking. So it's really you're not
0: in point shoes. You're in little, little, you're in a little bitty heels, heels,
2: and you've they've um, safety pinned because you have to take the safety pins off later. They've safety pinned these little bows onto your shoes, which mm-hmm. is a little bitty detail I don't think many people would notice but it completes the outfit. Mm -hmm. So we're wearing the same heels that they are wearing for the rest of everybody else's wearing besides of course the second waltz. Who's in point shoes? But there's this little added detail for the polka, and then you have to remove them when you put on the gowns for the the final last movement. Yeah, for the final waltz.
0: Who was your first uh, your first polka partner?
2: Was Tom Gold.
0: Tom Gold, nice former New York City Ballet soloist. Yes. And you learned it from Sally Sarah Leland, Mm -hmm. who was the original polka ballerina. What was that like? Do you remember what she said about it, or what she wanted, or?
2: I think when you work with all these re- repertory directors something that y- you start to know them very well right and it became very clear it comes becomes very clear which roles and which sections of ballets or which ballets they hold dearest mm-hmm. and I believe Polka was one of them for Sally mm-hmm. and she would explain how when she did it because there's a moment in the Polka where the 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 men toss the ladies really high into the air and the ladies go out and then they land they land in the second position so their feet are out 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 they're not together and but they Sally wanted us to be tossed so far so you're landing in these little bitty heels and the men
0: the men are not catching you they're just, ch- they're just chucking you forward yes
2: and you just land in second position and Sally used to say that one that she would always stand on a stool Backstage and jump off of it so that she was really ready for that moment. So she recommended that I do that. <laughs> and and this is not
0: a little footstool, this is like hip high, yes, a hip sort of like kitchen counter ex- stool.
2: Exactly, that's
0: quite a jump. And then landing in heels too. Must and be...
2: landing in heels. Did yeah.
0: you practice it backstage?
2: I tried, but I felt a little funny. I was more afraid that in the middle of the first waltz. Like, I would jump off a stool and um, well, they, m- maybe it would fall backwards behind they, me. They, and I so I was always a little... The
0: audience would hear a big crash. Of,
2: yeah, exactly. So I was like, maybe I should just keep jumping as high as I can on my own <laughs> to be, to be oh, ready funny. for it. Um, I guess it, I could have done it in the intermission, but...
0: It does seem a bit like Sally's personality, though, because it's kind of... It's fun. It's funny. It's kind of...
2: Over the top in the yeah. best of ways.
0: But not like... Not coarse.
2: No. You know it, what I mean? In a completely delightful way.
0: Yeah. It's kind of full of little jokes and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. It seems like you have a nice rapport between the, you and your partner.
2: hmm There's a part where the, the men walk around, and it's like everybody pretends they have binoculars at one point.
0: Oh, that's how it ends. Yes. The men are, like, searching the floor with binoculars or something, and probably what they finally land upon is that little bow on your shoe
2: maybe because and then
0: they take their binoculars up your legs up mm-hmm. to your face and then you swat them away and they fall
2: exactly because all the ladies are fanning themselves
0: Wait, after all the exertion. waiting for
2: them to find whatever they're looking for <laughs> i guess
0: <laughs> after the exertion of polka
2: yes
0: so. but it's really fa- it always lo- it looks a little bit on the edge these polkas because it's you guys are going around each other sort of chasse, galloping, polka ink so mm-hmm. fast and turning so fast, exactly. the four couples. And
2: trying to lift our knees as high as we can in between each polka, uh-huh. which adds to the look of it and was very, very, very much stressed by by Sally to lift your knees as high as you could.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just a whole lot of fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's a, a mood change, too, because it comes after the first waltz, which is very lush and romantic, and mm-hmm. then... The second waltz, which we'll talk about, which is in point shoes and a little more balletic, mm-hmm. and then is it is it after the ballet one?
2: It's after the ballet one. It's th- the third. Yeah. So it's
0: the it's the middle middle of the piece. It's like a bit of a
2: lighthearted m- middle moment.
0: Yeah, a little like change of change of pace mm-hmm. before the the piece goes to its conclusion. Going to go backwards to the second waltz, which you have also danced, which is the only one in point shoes Mm -hmm. that requires, you know, the kind of ballet technique that we're used to. What are your memories of dancing the the second waltz?
2: It seems silly to say that. It seems extra lyrical when it comes to anything that's balancing, mm. But it always felt extra lyrical to me. Just the aspect of waltzing around and dancing. You don't really... The whole time, it's a waltz, of course, because it's Vienna waltzes. And there's not another ballet like that. There's mm-hmm. maybe waltz moments in other ballets. But not where the whole thing is, you know, really in...
0: Totally centered on...
2: On waltzing. But... but Ballanchine made perfect steps ballet steps you know i mean we're not waltzing around the whole time we're actually doing ballet so it's always felt very comfortable because it's it, it, it's there's nothing again there's nothing that's very particularly stressful in it it's just about listening to the music and interpreting it within the steps mm-hmm. within that beautiful choreography that's so supremely musical
0: And it transitions from the five trees and the sort of muted moonlight of the first waltz, and then the front two trees come up, so you have a little bit more stage space. Mm-hmm. I think the light, the lights brighten a little bit. Yes. That's funny you say that it, nothing was particularly stressful because I always felt like sort of bad for the second movement because I'm like everyone else is just waltzing. We're not doing double tours or pirouettes. We don't, you know. I think which it, is hard. I think it's, it's a it's little harder
2: for them for the guy than the, guy and guy the and girl. The but I think also...
0: I'm like, oh, they're working so hard and the rest of us are just like... I mean, you are tired by end. <laughs> the end.
2: You're certainly tired by the end. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels very familiar because being on stage in point shoes is what we are used to. So okay. even though it feels like you're the only one in the ballet wearing point shoes, we're actually doing... Or true balletic dance, and uh, it never has felt funny because that's what we're used to doing on stage. Mm, okay. So it just has always felt like I don't know,
0: just normal. the status quo. Maybe more normal than know? wearing the, the waltz, you know, the, the ballroom shoes. Yes. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was always like, oh, they must feel bad that they're working so hard, and,
2: and everyone else is. And everyone else
0: is just like swooning in in the moonlight.
2: Well, it's you know, it's like besides the polka, it's the only time you're wearing a really light dress.
0: Mm-hmm. the dre-
2: the dresses in vienna are quite heavy. That's true. And you're always holding that dress on one side of your body. So it can get a little taxing. You feel a little off-center. <laughs> off-center. Yeah, a little tipped over <laughs> by <laughs> by the end of the vienna run, I think. Oh, that's funny. So even though you you know the waltz a lot of those you know those dancers come out for the last waltz in the white ball gown you're not in it as long as some others are,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or yeah. So,
0: who did you dance the second movement with? Probably a lot of people.
2: I haven't danced it that often. Oh I really? Think I've only danced it like four times, maybe. Yeah. Oh wow! I know. In my mind,
0: I I totally see you. Well, thank when I hear you for that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but um, I think uh, I've only danced it. I I've danced it with Gonzalo Garcia, mm-hmm. and. I believe I've danced it with Anthony too, but maybe I was all four times with Gonzalo. Mm. So I'm sorry, Anthony, (laughs) I've danced it with you, but it was quite a long time ago, no, and I didn't dance it often, so.
0: Do you have any favorite moments of choreography?
2: No, I just think the whole thing. There's moments at the end where he lifts you, and I think any time you're waltzing and you're looking at the partner, so similar to all the other mm-hmm. sections, it feels really right. Like you can be really
0: very connected and and mm-hmm. dan- really dance together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I like the little bit in your solo where you have a dramatic sort of um, melancholy moments.
2: Yes, she starts crying <laughs> out of. I'm not sure where, but I think. I don't know, you know, Valentino always had little bitty, you know, half-poetries of stories, so I think maybe it's... But also
0: not totally blatant. It's oh, not no, like no, no, you no. don't It's not like in, in Summer Night's Dream when the lovers are weeping. No, it's, no, like it's
2: very you, ambiguous. You, you know? sort of <laughs> do
0: like, a, you push your hands to your face for a second and then reach to something in reach. the distance. hmm So it could be sad because your, your dance partner left you, or it could just yeah. be, you know...
2: Could just something be something
0: prettier doing with your hands,
2: exactly. So, depends how literal you want to make it look. And mm-hmm. Sally did teach me these steps as well. And while I mean, she I could tell she loved this movement, but she wasn't quite as passionate as she was about the polka with this movement. So, I think in moments I don't have as many huge grand memories of what she said, in unfortunately, yeah. it's not so interesting for speaking to people about it, but um. Polka, I think, was so burned into my memory of things she loved and how much she loved it. Mm-hmm. So, and it wasn't quite the same for the second waltz, even though it's it's Balanchine and she loves it yeah, no matter what.
0: What is the costume like?
2: The costume, and that's something I want to talk about that I don't know if you've mentioned before yet or in this podcast, is this was Karinska's very last work for Balanchine. So Vienna was 1977, and she and Balanchine passed away in 1983, of course, but this was her last work. And Balanchine really, you know, said that 50% of his ballet successes were when she made the costumes. Mm -hmm. And so I think the costumes are very interesting for Vienna because you get, of course, you have the dresses in the first, the fourth, and then course the fifth but then you have in the second waltz you have a really sort of maybe you can help me out but it's it is a corset but then you have the billowing um of fabric over the corset sort very, of like peasant very, peasanty very blouse Aust- austrian and the corsets in the second waltz are stretchy which is irregular mm-hmm. for uh, or at least they always felt stretchy to me they didn't feel as tight as some costumes so it's not like a strict
0: tutu bodice where you feel very sort of constricted.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was more of a. There was more give to it. it sort of. There's it, a softness it
0: was, to it when you look at it because mm-hmm. it has a little bit of, you know, puffy material and a little puffy sleeve. Puffy
2: puffy sleeves, and then you also have a puff that's separate from the costume that you put on your arm. Um, so always when you're putting on those costumes, I always call them puff pieces because I have to <laughs> remember to put the separate puff on to my four or, or what's up here? Bicep, bicep. like by your bicep. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even like the polka is the polka costumes are very, very similar to what Western symphony in some senses. Oh, yeah. um, that bodice that. Is almost like a is really a true corset. Mm. Uh, Even the skirt is a little similar to Western, just shaped differently.
0: And the second movement has a is that a romantic tutu? Is that length, Uh knee length,
2: knee length, sugar plum length, or something? mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, sugar plum length.
0: But but very beautiful and light. But it's not like a heavy Mm -hmm. a heavy skirt. Like there's a lot of movement. Yeah, and wood while you're spinning.
2: Like wood colors, greens, maroons, browns.
0: It's still, yeah, you're still very much in the forest in this dance. you yes. little dancing forest people. <laughs>
2: yes, exactly. I think that that's like you don't seem human in this one. You oh, know, interesting. You're, you're like so much of Vienna is like about humanity in nature, perhaps, or uh-huh. in, in a ball situation, yeah, by the end, or in a social situation. That you know, this has a whole social aspect that is not. Human, it's it's just dancing. Yeah, there's no social aspect. In fact, other than camarade, you know, this the way you're looking at it doesn't have like the
0: sort of ballroom manners that the other, the other sections have. Yeah,
2: and polka is somewhere in the middle. You know, you have the social aspect. You I definitely didn't feel like I was, you know, like a a nymph or a sylph or something like I would in the second movement, but the second waltz. But there was still something sort of fantasy about it. Before going back to the Merry Widow, which is very, very human.
0: The polka people always remind me of, like, the most fun party crashers. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) They just come in and just, like, liven up this whatever whatever place they're in just with crazy antics and spinning around. Yes. And also the way the men are dressed, for some reason, always reminds me of the cartoon, like, Mr. Toad. Yeah, it's Mr. True. Toad's Wild Ride. It's true.
2: I mean, I wanted to say cartoon <laughs> before, but I didn't really want to say that because, but it is sort of, it is, it's very animated. Yeah. Right? Um, with polka that we're talking about.
0: Yeah. And it'd be like super theatrical, like you're sort of playing to the audience a bit Yeah. more versus the, especially the first, the first Waltz in the Forest and the Merry Widow. It's very much about the internal relationship mm-hmm. of the waltzers together. Mm-hmm creating the environment. And then for both of these principal roles, you know, the ballet and the polka, you then go backstage, go to your dressing room, and then do a total mood change and change into your last waltz costume. Mm
2: -hmm. And then put all the jewelry on, and you put on that beautiful white dress that is just and somebody told me once that though all those dresses are five thousand dollars each. Ooh. So I could I, maybe we could fact check that. I'm not sure, but um, I, that's I mean, what if, I have been told. if you went told. to a wedding,
0: a wedding dress store, exactly, it would probably be that f- that or more for mm-hmm. silk.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And
0: essentially, you're all wearing custom and made. They're usually made for you too. So. Mm-hmm. So. A couture gown.
2: So just think of all those. <laughs> all that. Money waltzing around. (laughs) If there's so many, you know, so many of those dresses on stage by the end, and it's really glamorous and really, I I I really love Vienna because it just takes. It's one time that I don't feel like I'm a ballerina. I feel like I'm Sterling, and I'm getting to dress up and I'm getting to go to a ball that feels like I've been transported in a time machine to a different era, Mm. and so with an entire orchestra playing gorgeous music and it's like living in a fantasy and that's true for that little bit of time
0: there's something about the finale when we're all just in waltzing in whatever circle you're in wherever you're on stage um that it does feel very personal it feels like it's like your own personal orchestra for like you said like your sort of fantasy Mm Mm-hmm. I never, I never thought of that, but it does feel like, oh, this is all happening for me and I'm so lucky.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah.
0: Which, not, it doesn't, and, you know, dancing, we're so lucky to dance to our wonderful orchestra, but it doesn't always feel like it's just for you. But something about yeah. Vienna, it feels like you're, you feel very privileged to, to be able to, to waltz privileged. to that music at the end.
2: Very privileged. And and it looks
0: so good and looks so rich, too. <laughs> at the same it, time.
2: it does, and it does, it, it feels like you've sort of, it's like a time machine moment where you feel like, everything you're doing is, has been done before by others that were before you, and I'm not talking about other dancers. I'm talking mm-hmm. about, you know, 100 years ago or, when, you know. That's true. It's true. It's, it's being like being transported. <laughs>
0: About the last one? Sure. I mean, I just started learning it
2: yesterday. Um, Which you've never done before. Which I have never done before. And
0: everyone's dream. I never
2: believed, I mean, I never thought I would ever do it, but it came to me in a dream three times over the summer. So I thought I would ask. (laughs) Yeah. So I was
0: conjuring. uh, Yeah, it was a funny (laughs) funny
2: dream where I was watching myself walk on as the lone girl. And I was like, that's me. But I'm too short. (laughs) I I literally (laughs) thought that in my dream. But I'm too short, and then, and then, uh, and then all of a sudden I was suddenly in my body and walking and not just watching myself walk. And uh, then, yeah, that's it came to me in a dream. And Robert Fairchild came on, and I was like, whoa, (laughs) all in my dream.
0: So So so. you are you are going to be premiering it with. Former New York City Valley principal Robert Fairchild, who you I don't want I don't to say grew up with, but in the company, but like yeah. you kind of started your journeys into
2: exactly into we, dancing
0: a lot of major stuff together. So yes, it's very special.
2: So it's we'll have one last debut <laughs> together. Oh, that's nice. And uh, so, you know, so I'm just learning it, and I'm realizing that there's a lot that's up for interpretation in places. Mm. So. I definitely need to have some homework to do because it doesn't seem as straightforward as I had expected. Oh, interesting. It to be.
0: So um, there's places you have to make choices.
2: Yes. So.
0: And sort of plan. Also, because you're not just making choices on the spot, you're making choices with you in this long dress that you have to take into account for. Yes. So maybe there's a bit of spontaneity that gets taken away or something because you're dealing with the logistics of moving around this and this large train
2: yes and I hate to say it but I was a bit dismayed at how difficult that dress was to maneuver yesterday in my first rehearsal I was like oh Oh. my goodness I'm gonna have to practice this a lot you know exactly where to grab yeah and half the
0: battle, I think, with that role. Yes,
2: because there were moments I was just stepping on it, and mm. I could not. Or, you know, the worst nightmare is if your heel gets stuck in one of the ruffles in the bottom. If the ruffle rips and then your heel gets stuck in it, then you really are in trouble. So I have some, I have some, some work ahead of me, that's for sure. And we're only doing one show, so I don't want to feel frustrated that I didn't take the time to figure out the dress because I don't want to be distracted at all. Yeah. Or at least as as little as possible. I think I'll always be distracted a bit by that dress. I think probably everyone who does it is because I've asked Maria Karowski about it and stuff. But oh yeah, she says the dress is tough.
0: Who? Uh, what videos are you watching? Are you are you well looking at specific people that are inspiring you? I haven't kind of...
2: yet, but I'm real because th- I've do been like concentrating norm- on things that are. I've been dancing right now. Yeah.
0: Do you normally do that with when you're doing ballets? I do. New ballets? I
2: really like it's new ballets for sure. And especially a new ballet where... Or new
0: old Balanchine ballets or Robbins ballets. I mm-hmm.
2: say. Especially ballets where you're not... It's not about ballet. It's about what you're presenting to the audience on a different level than just pointing your feet. Mm-hmm. and Or doing a like turn. the, the perfume or a Or a jump. You the, know, it's the, the sort of
0: X factor stuff. Yeah, you know, it's the
2: the essence of, mm-hmm. of what you want it to, of what you want to convey, and so and those always take more homework than the ones where you are nervous about your fouettes. <laughs> so mm. um, they take a lot more homework. So something like some something like La Cinobula, for example, they've in I think Vienna last waltz will be similar that you really have to know where you want to be you want to know your timing perfectly Mm -hmm. to give the best product to the audience and one that is believable you know there's this whole concept of gosh like she's imagining him so how often should I look at him you know how often should I make eye contact with my partner and I'm oh, really the, fresh with this partner, movement, and I've never yeah. thought about it because I never thought I would do it. So the I've never comes, analyzed. The partner it comes in and now. out,
0: and you, yeah, you do have to make choices about where to look and what that conveys. And
2: when? When's the first time to look at him? When? When's that the most meaningful and? But then I'm only having one show with Robbie, so I'm like, maybe I'll just look at him the whole time and not even care. <laughs> you know? You'll just be beaming,
0: <laughs> smiling at each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It'll well, be the first full smile, last yeah, waltz. Yeah. Because you'll be so happy to be out there with Robbie. Yeah,
2: or something. But <laughs> I, you know, so.
0: But I, I must say, once you sort of get the feet and the dress down, at least the stuff with the partner, I think it makes total sense. You know, it's like organic. Like all balancing things. Yeah. It makes sense. Makes and you, sense. you know the music already just from being around it and being one of the other couples that come in, so you don't have to worry about that as much.
2: Probably, I I've, I just had my first rehearsal yesterday, so and it was like an hour and a half long, and I felt like I was seeing stars by the end. I was like, I think I need to put this away for the day <laughs> because I need to just let it, you know, percolate in my muscles and my in my head a little bit.
0: Yeah, and there's something about the the this welting ballet that seems. S- very hard to learn and to like remember because it's not just you're not just waltzing normally you're going backwards you're going in and out different arms different whatever so it's more complicated than learning just a you know a variation where you do some pirouettes and some jetés or something
2: I totally agree ballets like Vienna Liebeslieder have had some of the most complicated. They're not even complicated. I don't I think it's maybe we overthink them mm. or I overthink them, but I've found those valleys to be the hardest to learn.
0: Yeah. But then once you have it in, it's like, oh, this is like it's like fits like a glove.
2: Yes, it does. So, but I don't know why it's so hard to initially learn. Well, maybe also yesterday well, I was running around yeah. trying to deal with a dress I didn't realize it was going to be so heavy. The third partner. Yeah, the third <laughs> partner. And and so it's like you're, you don't know the steps and you don't really know how to manage the dress.
0: And I think more traditional ballet paradas, as the ballerina, you're doing an arabesque. You're doing shapes that are that you do in class. You're just dancing this thing and then the guy comes in and, you know, helps you when he needs to. But this, you're like always, waltzing, you're always connected. So it's mm-hmm. not, you can't just remember like I do my arabesque, then my pirouette, then my penché. Mm-hmm. You have to be thinking about two other arms and two other feet. Two feet. Yeah. yeah.
2: In moments that, I hate to say it, but you have this long dress on, I there's moments I'm like, gosh, maybe I'll be more stable here if I don't turn my foot out so much that I'm standing on. Mm. Maybe I could do this a little bit turned in because I'm in these, not turned inward, but p- at least in parallel is what casual. I'm saying. Yeah. Like a little bit more casual because maybe nothing has to be as placed as what we're used to when our legs and feet are exposed. Mm-hmm. Um So, trying to figure out maybe something that doesn't feel as organic, such as not paying attention to those positions of my legs, but paying it well, really paying attention to them that's in a way that I'm almost fighting my muscle memory Memory, in certain moments. But it might prove to be more stable if I can find moments that I don't have to be as turned out as balletic. If that makes any sense.
0: Uh, but, absolutely
2: but even that has to be organized so there's a lot of things to organize
0: I was going to say sometimes it's harder when you're being turned in and sometimes harder because we're not used to it mm-hmm. so sometimes that feels more unstable but
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you have a lot to figure out this is exciting the the podcast listeners are hearing day like day, <laughs> day two of the process of uh, Sterling learning yeah, from the, the last the, ballerina they're
2: hearing about day one shock day one shock exactly <laughs> yeah
0: well, sure I never thought it
2: looked easy. I will say that, you know, first and foremost. But I was a little surprised. taken back. Yeah.
0: I'm sure everyone is. Can't wait to watch you do. Watch you do the last waltz and see what you figured out and what you're going <laughs> to bring to What I it. haven't
2: figured out. <laughs> <laughs> waltz a lot so you have any tips
0: no actually I have no tips because I just kind of come in and
2: try not to step on the skirt
0: try not to step on the skirt and just be there so the audience can see it but like totally be out of your way so I just try to fit into whatever the ballerina is doing like you have to figure out one or two things that are a little tricky you know like there's time when you the, the kisses. guy kisses the hand three uh-huh. times so once you figure out where you need to be I just try to be out of her way and just react to whatever she's doing which means usually the ballerina has like figured out what she wants to do and I just fit in mm-hmm. so meaning I can't help you sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> I wish I could. if I think of anything I'll tell you but <laughs> okay
2: thanks <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like tell Robbie to wet his gloves so there's a little traction on the dress okay that's, that's a good one that's what we do in Leave His Leader yeah the men will put water on their gloves so they're not slipping on the satin yeah. bodices. I think um, that's
2: the last thing we will dance together, leave us Leader, right?
0: Probably. Yeah, oh, that's the best. a special one. The best, the really best.
2: Really
0: special. So so you are um, retiring from the stage. Your last ballet is Nutcracker? Yes. Was that on purpose or just sort it of? It was had... on purpose. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, I love Nutcracker, and I love that pas de deux. I feel like oh. I could just explode at certain moments, because I love the way the music is building, and I feel very at home in it, and it was the first time I ever led a ballet on my own, mm. and so I, I want to return to it. And I debuted it with Andrew Viette. Oh, nice! I can close it, close out my tab <laughs> with him. <laughs> and I also I'm a, a, on faculty at School of American Ballet, and I teach some of the younger children. So I get to be on stage with my students,
0: your little angels. Yeah, oh, cute. some
2: angels, and you know, even oh, my, stu- you know, my the... students from last year, you know, will be Paula Chanel's yeah. and from the year before that, or a candy cane, or you know, or something. Mm-hmm. So I get to. It feels very full circle, and mm-hmm. I also uh, Peter Martins retired with Nutcracker, and so it's my tribute to him. Oh no, nice. retired with the same thing. I so see. it was all. And I also kind of like this idea of just not having a show where anything has to be changed for me. I guess I'm getting that with Vienna. <laughs> but um, I like this idea that I just go do the role as it is. It's a normal, it's
0: a normal show. It's
2: just a normal show.
0: That's nice. And I
2: just get to enjoy this normal show.
0: Yeah. Anytime someone asks this question, my answer either changes or I just don't answer it. But have, do you have a favorite ballet, like one ballet that you would want to do forever? Definitely. If you could. Duo like, concertant. Duo concertant.
2: Yeah. I love Duo. I love the whole atmosphere that is the environment that is created of just the four people on stage and especially starting the first movement while you're just you're just enjoying mm-hmm. you know two other people who are incredible dan- like sorry incredible at their craft and it's inspiring to to listen listen right before you dance to the
0: pianist and the violinist (laughs) absolutely
2: yeah and it's not particularly taxing so i think i could dance it forever (laughs) or at least for a very long time
0: (laughs) you do feel accomplished afterwards yes yeah
2: yeah very accomplished very fulfilled very artistically nourished
0: I was be like, Anything else you want to say about your career? Oh my god, let's do <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like my obituary. <laughs> <laughs> <What are> you... <laughs> no, I just will say I will certainly miss dancing with you, Jerry. Oh,
0: absolutely. I think mine would be Libas Leader forever. Forever. And I feel like you could actually do
2: it forever. Almost.
0: We could do, you know, Liebe's Leader at seventy and do like at least one of the first potted it is or the opening section or something
1: (laughs) the
2: birds exactly in
0: our in our retirement villa
2: yes exactly (laughs) a tropical villa yes definitely
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well thank you so much thank you Jared thank you for inviting me good luck for Vienna Waltz's this season Thank thank you Thank you for joining us on Hear the Dance. I hope you come see us waltz away on stage at the David H. Koch Theater at Lincoln Center.